The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Bully Ray and I get into Ray Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio and that relationship that's playing out on Monday Night Raw. And then we get into some relationships that isn't exactly playing out on TV, and that involves CM Punk and the AEW EVPs coming off the heels of the AEW media call or media scrum after All Out. We dive right in. Bully and I head first right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Are you looking at Dominic a little bit differently from what we saw on Saturday and especially after what we saw last night? Well, I loved last night, especially the Dominic Rhea Ripley aspect of it. Gee, I wonder why. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's something that you've been talking about here on Busted Open for not days, not weeks, but months. But we finally saw it happen last night. What happened last night? What story did they show us that, that Rhea Ripley finally got to Dominic? Rhea turned Dominic into a man. Young Dominic overnight completely changed because this woman got in his ear. Now, I've been saying this storyline forever on this show. And that's what they did last night. And I loved it. Not because it's my idea, but because it's a, a good idea. It works. It's different. We're seeing Rhea use her womanly ways to manipulate young Dominic. And I liked the way Dominic played it off last night. Stoic. I liked him all in black, hair slicked back. Stoic. As if he just doesn't care. I would have w- I I kind of wish they would have gone a little bit slower and longer with this bully because we talked about it on the show yesterday. Yes, Dominic attacked Edge and his own dad. But, you know, he didn't turn to be a part of the Judgment Day. Judgment Day had won, had lost a match. Uh, at first, Dominic was smiling. He helped his dad and Edge win that match on Saturday. I, I wish they wouldn't have rushed it as much. It would have been kind of fun to see the story unfold between Rhea Ripley and Dominic because 
once you see that angst that Dominic had against his dad, it would have been kind of fun to see Rhea play off that for a few weeks before actually capturing Dominic the way that she did last night. Uh, I, I don't mind things playing out. I, I like your suggestion. I like the slow burn. But I also think that they had the opportunity of doing that in Cardiff in front of 62,000 people, and it really worked. They were able to bottle all of that heel heat. Because listen to the response of those fans. Oh, they yeah. despised Dominic for what he did to Edge, kicked Edge in the balls, and clotheslined his dad's head off. <clears throat> Much like Eddie Guerrero did to his dad uh, you know, years and years ago. And I wouldn't be surprised if they... <laughs> Imagine they went the whole Maury Povich route. Or did they do that already uh, years ago? Yeah, I mean, they kind of did. But I, I listen, we heard chants about, you know, Eddie's Dom's dad, like, coming from the fans last night. So fans definitely remember. And there's a lot of hints of, you know, that storyline between Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero in regards to Dominic being played out right now. You always say you like a little realism in your pro wrestling, also relatability in your pro wrestling. I think a lot of people can relate. They did it a little bit with the storyline with his daughter, not that long ago, but there's only far so far you could go completely different when you're going with Dom. Cause now you can actually have some physicality. You can actually have a match. And again, I got, I got to be honest. There's a part of me that completely understands. Listen, when Dominic hit Ray with that clothesline on Saturday, I got pissed off because as a dad, Ray's been a fantastic father. We all watched the A&E biography. You know what I'm saying? Dominic has had every advantage as a young man growing up with his dad, Ray. But then listening to Ray Mysterio last night on Monday Night Raw, I can kind of understand where Dominic's coming from. First of all, Ray was more concerned about how Edge was feeling than he was how his own son was feeling. There was a couple of times during that segment where Ray could have really reached out to his son and said, son, I understand what's going on here. You know what? They believe in you. They're giving you false confidence. Rhea Ripley, attractive woman, and she's cast a spell on you. I totally get it. I've been there, son. But instead, he was condescending to his son and more concerned about giving an apology to Edge. Rey Mysterio played this completely the wrong way. And instead of putting a gentle hand on his son's shoulder and dragging him back in, he took a stiff arm and pushed him away. Bad this job is a fa- by Rey Mysterio last night. Classic case of dad thinking, uh, uh, you know, what's right for his child and the child thinking a different way. Listen, this, you know, when I, when I watch this storyline play out, it's, it's difficult for me not to think of the Hulk Brooke bully storyline in which, you know, the, the, the good girl falls for the bad boy and daddy doesn't approve in this, in this case, we have, you know, the bad girl, manipulating the good boy and daddy doesn't approve we've seen this happen in real life it's relatable you know the older you know not not that Rhea's much older you know they're both young but Rhea's definitely older than Dominic or at least I think she is I don't know she she looks older than Dominic that's a great question but (laughs) but you know what 
But it still works even if they're around the same age. Because, yes. let's face it, Rhea Ripley has been there, done that. She's traveled around the world. She's a pro wrestler. Dominic has kind of been sheltered his whole and life. We, and we still look at Dominic as like a kid. Yes. Raised little kid. Despite the fact that Dominic is significantly taller than his dad, he's still raised little kid. And now we have Rhea using her womanly ways to manipulate Dominic. And that's the part of the story that I love. It's so funny because, like, my wife has no idea about, like, who Rey Mysterio is, even though she's met Rey Mysterio, but she re- met Rey Mysterio on the Jericho cruise. So she has no idea that that was the same person that was playing out on TV. And it was so funny getting her perspective last night, Bully, because her perspective was very much like mine. And it really drew my wife in. And I'm like, wow. You know, Bully talks about this all the time about relatability and realism. And I think we're kind of jaded as pro wrestling fans sometime, Bully, because I think as fans, we look at things certain way. This is really a storyline, believe it or not, that could draw in newer fans because it is about the relatability and the realism of a situation. We we talk about this all the time, Dave. We we've talked about it to death. If people, there's going to be a significant amount of the audience who can relate to this storyline. Even if you can't relate to the storyline, it's still a good storyline. And at least the you know, um, uh, you know, Dominic is being used correctly. Rhea is being used correctly. Hopefully, in turn, the majority of the Judgment Day will be used correctly. Edge will be used correctly. It's something that you can sink your teeth into, as opposed to just. Sometimes we get cold matches or we get stuff that doesn't necessarily make sense. Like I didn't think the Braun Strowman re-debut last night made sense, destroying an entire tag team division. At least this is entertaining because it's it's it, 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 it's storyline. It's it's got characters. Yes. It's got depth. By the way, Bully both are 25 years old. Both Rhea and <laughs> Dominic are 25. And the perception you know is, I mean, Rhea looks older because of all the all the black, the makeup. I mean, Rhea's a beautiful woman, but she just looks older. But we've been seeing Rhea Ripley for years. We, you know, she was in a, a you know, a main event match against Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania a couple of years ago. And we've seen her a lot. We know how good she is. She's an ass kicker. By far, one of the best women that we've seen in the WWE over the last few years. We, Like you said, we look at Dominic. Like, Dominic's 25. You could have told me he was 18. I would have believed you. Because right. we still like, look at Dominic as somebody who's much younger. And, and again, listen, you could be 25 and be extremely mature. You could be 25 and be sh- extremely immature. I think that's where they're going here with Rhea Ripley and and Dominic Mysterio. And I'm all in for it. I can't wait to see what happens next. And again, we're going to see a match next week with Edge. So I'm looking forward to what's happening. Because you said it, and it's true. All the Judgment Day has done is lose. Let's face it. Whenever they're in the ring together... Sometimes in these singles matches, like we saw last night, they win. But when we see those tag matches, they always lose. It doesn't really matter because now it's not about wins and losses. It's about the influence. And they definitely have the influence of Dominic Mysterio right now. Dominic's under the influence right now. 
Yep, no doubt about it. Rhea has cast the spell, and he is all about it. This is Jimmy Smith, voice of WWE Monday Night Raw and host of Unlocking the Cage on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. And I'm here to let you know that Unlocking the Cage is now available as a podcast. That's right. You'll get my take on the trending stories in combat sports and interviews with some of the biggest names in the fight game. I'm bringing you shows every weekday. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. You have the return of MJF. Now there's going to be a story between MJF and Punk. As a fan, and I know I'm going to be in a minority here, that's what I actually am concerned about this other shit. I don't care. I, I got to be honest. I don't understand why so many people are concerned about a personal relationship or a friendship between Colt Cabana and CM Punk. Um, because it's you know, juicy and it bleeds and it's controversial yeah. and people know that it's legit. But again, I don't know. Under- That's why. But but again, and I gonna I'm gonna mirror this to professional sports because this was a professional sports atmosphere. Tony Khan does a great job of having these media scrums and open locker rooms after events, just like a professional football game or baseball game or basketball game to the media. That's something that is very very unique in the world of professional wrestling. So. Again, like I don't understand questions about this, that, or the other thing. But again, that's just my personal preference. As a matter of fact, the writer in 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 the media scrum didn't even ask his question. So it's funny how Tony Khan's like, I should have shot it down. But but Nick Dev never even asked a question. You know, CM Punk dove right in. And I and you know what? Bully, the beginning of that, and obviously he was talking about Cole Cabana and his relationship with Cole Cabana. I, I understand where Punk is coming from in that scenario. Because Bully, there is a lot of, and he talked about pro-wrestling journalists, which is a term that's used, though. I don't think it's the correct term for a lot of the people that actually write about pro-wrestling. But I understand Punk's anger and frustration in that scenario. He's talking about, and he, and he said, he goes, I can't believe I actually have to lower myself to talk about this. But I guess he felt the need to talk about it, Bully, because everybody thinks they know the story and everybody thinks they know the answers and everybody thinks they're in the know. But I felt like Punk in that scenario felt that was 
the right time for whatever reason to kind of clear up his side of that relationship with Cole Cabana. You just defeated John Moxley for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship in your hometown of Chicago. And a returning MJF just comes out and stares you down to a monstrous ovation. And the first thing you want to talk about is the dirt sheets talking about Colt Cabana and yourself. And that's where I go where I understand his anger. I understand his frustration. But you know what you do in that scenario? You say, you know what? I'm going to address this at the end. Or, you know what? I'm going to have a separate press conference. Or I'm going to have a telephone conference with all of you media members or, you know, wrestling journalists to give you you the truth about what took place and what happened between me and Colcabana. I agree. The question was never asked. That question was never asked to, to CM Punk. He took it upon himself to jump in. Now, if the question was, if Bully, the question was asked, you know what? In that scenario, now's not the time or place. Now is not the time or place to ask. Go ahead, Bully. You want to talk about not the time and place. If you go back and you watch the video clips of the press conference, there's a certain angle, a certain camera is catching all of Tony Khan's reactions. When Punk starts to bury Colt Cabana, you see the look on Tony's face like, why is he going in this direction? Yes. Why is he saying this stuff right now? Punk put Tony in a weird situation right there because Tony doesn't want to stop Punk from talking. He doesn't want to just cut him off. He's trying to show him respect. But Punk, in going into business for himself, talking about Cole Cabana, leaves Tony in a bad spot. Well, I, I think, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna bypass the Cole Cabana stuff. Again, wrong place and time because we just had a great moment. And you know what? It kind of shatters that moment in a lot of ways. But let's push that aside because you know what? I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna chalk that up to bully uh, anger and frustration because I I think you and I would both agree if somebody and I just had an example of that and I'm not gonna get into on social media uh just this weekend which really angered me and pissed me off but I understand getting angry and frustrated over where people think they know the the answers about a personal situation. And you know what? Something might trigger it. So I'm almost going to, I'm almost going to, I don't completely get it, but I'm going to almost give a little understanding to that. So I'm going to push the Cole Cabana stuff to the side for a second here. Because at least I can understand it. What I don't understand is the hangman page. Now you're addressing Cole Cabana. You're addressing that situation. You're angry about the journalists because they're, they're putting false information out there when they don't know the facts. But then that morphed into Hangman Page. Now that's a completely different scenario because you're sitting next to the owner and president of the company. AEW and Tony Khan have put a lot of time and money into Hangman Page. When he morphed into Hangman Page, you just mentioned Tony Khan's expression. Tony Khan's expression changed even more when he started talking about Hangman Page and the EVPs of the company. Because if you go back and you watch the video, and it's all over the place, so it's easy to find. His mouth, his jaw drops. Because it's now it's like, now you're attacking the foundation of a company. And, a, and by the way, Bully, a very successful one in a very short period of time. 
So when you talk about EVPs not, in, not even being able to manage a target, I don't know, Bully. I think I, I don't know if you can find another company in pro wrestling history that has become as successful at as AEW has in a very short period of time. So if you're going to kill the foundation of a company, you don't have a lot of proof, especially when you're just talking about a million-dollar gate like they had at Double or Nothing. And who appointed those EVPs to their positions? Tony Khan. So Punk is basically saying that Tony Khan has made a horrible choice in these EVPs because they're not even qualified to run a Target, let alone a wrestling company. He's burying Tony Khan's decision-making. He's burying his fellow talents that he might have to get in the ring with. He's burying the boys. Not only is he burying those boys directly, but the entire locker room hears this. I can assure you that the majority of the locker room is not happy that Punk is burying Hangman Page and the EVPs. I I would have to think that that's 100% accurate. Now, I think we could write the situation between star player CM Punk and Hangman Page. It can be done. This could be worked in a way where it could be actually in the advantage of AEW. Uh, I will make the comparison in our business, okay, okay, of guys that don't like each other and who are able to do business together in situations to me which are a hundred were a hundred times worse than this Hangman Page CM Punk situation. And I'll take you back to the Masters class that we did a couple of weeks ago where we take reality and we turn it into story and make money with it. Kurt Angle, Jeff Jarrett, Karen Angle, Matt Hardy, Edge, Lita. Some very, very real life situations, as real as it gets, especially the Jeff, Karen, and Kurt situation. And somehow they were able to do good business together. This is where Tony Khan comes in. Okay, because I'm sure Michael Irvin and the the offensive linemen didn't just get together and the offensive lineman pulled out the pulled the scissors out of his neck and goes, "Okay, Michael, let's talk about it. I'm sure plenty of veterans and coaches and ownership had to get involved and say, all right, listen, we're the Dallas Cowboys. We're America's team. We're winning here. We got to squash this because we got to keep on winning, blah, blah, blah. Bigger picture to me. Listen. I know how Paul Heyman would have handled this. I know how Vince McMahon would have handled this. If things get that bad, you pull the individuals into the room and you remind them, I'm the boss. I hired you. You do what I ask. I need you guys to either play nice, shake hands, Never say a word about each other again unless you clear it with me. Stop going into business for yourself. This is where the onus is on the boss. This is top of the food chain type stuff. In wrestling, you can't let... Yes, the wrestlers can police each other. The boys can police the boys. But you can't just let them run rampant and do or say anything they want because it'll truly turn into the wild, wild west. I've witnessed with my own eyes Paul Heyman sit down, big, tough men, 
and tell them you're going to do business this way or you're out of here. Yeah. I've witnessed it happen. I've witnessed Vince do it, or I've witnessed Vince's, the people that Vince has put in charge do it. And the people that are put in charge are very well respected. Now, the people that have been put in charge in AEW, some of the, the, the recent hirings that, that, that Tony has put into place, former wrestlers that um, are now in charge of a lot of different aspects of AEW, the people that are involved, like the Hangman Pages and the CM Punks and the, and the Matt and Nick Jacksons, they're all significantly higher up or more important in the company than the people that, that Tony might have put in charge. Thus, they can't sit these people down. There's only one person. Well, well there are a couple of people. There are veterans in the AEW locker room who could step up to the plate and sit down punk and page or the elite and go, guys, this is wrong. This is not how professionals yeah. handles things. This is, th this is just unacceptable. You're hurting the company. So yes, there are veterans there who could take it upon themselves to do it. But at the end of the day, Tony truly has to step in and remind them. I own this joint. I sign the checks. Technically, he could put people in breach if he wanted to. I'm sure that there's enough breach going on right now. Can it be handled overnight? Absolutely. It just has to be handled quickly. Like you said, the cowboy situation was handled quickly. Yep. How else does it end? Tell me who in AEW, other than Tony, can stop this. I, I don't think there is anybody. And, 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 and this is why I think you give us a unique perspective here. Because coming from the world of the NFL, stuff like this would happen all the time. There would be fistfights in the locker room. There would be fistfights on the field. And just recently, there was like a fight between in a scrimmage between the Rams and the Bengals. Like they had, they had like a big, a big fight, and fists were being thrown, and helmets were being tossed off. And I remember it was there was a discussion between Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless, and Skip Bayless was like, "People should be fined and thrown out and fired." And Shannon Sharp was like, "This happens all the time. This happens." So frequently, you don't get it, but you need your you need your locker room leaders to step up and and control this situation. And if they don't, that's where the coaches come in and stop this situation and make sure it doesn't get out of hand. But but bully in a, in and listen, I know football is a very violent sport, but in pro wrestling, hey, you guys are around each other all the time. You travel. You, you're doing something in the ring that's extremely physical. It would be next to impossible for, for feelings not to get hurt, for, for anger to not flare up. It's just how you control those situations so they don't get out of hand. So to your point, there's got to be either A, a locker room leader that shuts this shit down or there's got to be an authority figure that steps in and says, this stops now or you know what? People are going to get fucking fired. Like there's got to be something to happen there. Correct? There's no doubt something has to happen. But if let's just say that the veter there are veterans there who might not want to get involved. Or there are veterans there who have might have gotten involved already, but are just not getting through to the, I don't know, the people involved, uh, Page, Punk, wh whatever, uh, 
the new people involved, like Kenny and the Bucks with this, this uh, alleged backstage fight. Maybe guys have gotten involved. So let's exhaust all um, scenarios. Let's say the veterans of, of the back, the Jerichos, the Mark Henrys, the Big Shows, the Billy Guns, the Dean Malenkos, yada, yada, have gotten involved in some way, shape, or form, and it has not worked. Where does the buck stop? Literally. Um, you know you know what, Bully? Like, I, I'm wondering, first and foremost, I'm wondering if that actually has happened yet. I'm no, wondering but I'm asking if, you, where, where does the buck where does the buck have to stop? Well, no, I, at some point you have to make a decision, right? If you have exhausted, it has to stop with Tony, right? Yeah. Just like it would stop with Vince or Paul or Vern. No, or but Eric. I'm saying, but a decision needs to be like if you exhausted all your possibilities, like if you and and I I, I didn't mean I, I apologize. I knew you're getting towards Tony Khan, but I thought you even got to that point. Like if you if if you have. The other wrestlers in a rock room, like say, hey, let's settle down. Listen, business is good. There's no reason to poison a well here. Come on. We can get past this. If it's gotten past that, then you have the veterans come in and be like, listen, like you bully saying, hey, we've I let me tell you some examples of where we've gotten to this point and we've been able to move past it and do good business. If you exact if you've gotten through that point, then Tony Khan comes in and says, listen. Listen, man, we, I understand you're upset. I understand you're frustrated. We got to, this, this has to end now. Okay. This has to end now. We got TV coming up on Wednesday. We just had one of our biggest pay-per-views. This has to stop now. If you exhausted all those possibilities, then you have to take the next step. And the next step is someone needs to go. You don't want to see anyone go. You're talking about big stars here. But at some point, listen, Bully, we've seen it in movies where actors are at the point where they're impossible to deal with. We got millions of dollars on the line. We're trying to make a movie. We're going to have to change the cast. We're going to have to change that role. We've seen star players in the locker room. We call it locker room cancers, right? We're not going to be able to succeed with this big star in the locker room. Sometimes you have to make those tough decisions. I hope it's not at that point. Bully, I'll go as far as to say I don't think it's at that point. But you got but at some point somebody's got to step these and it can't be like a a media like uh not a media call, but like a conference call with all the town. Hey guys, you know what? Listen, we 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 got to do good business. We, no, you got to go to that person face to face and say, "Listen. This needs to change." Because it's not working and there's so much money at stake. And you know what? There's a lot of fans here that are, are are tuning in each and every Wednesday and Friday and buying pay-per-views to expect to see everybody at the top of their game. If they're not going to be, then something needs to change here. That has to happen, right? What you're suggesting is that if things don't change, that the parties involved should be let go, right? Well, if that's the last, that's the last thing you want to happen, that would be the last resort. I I can only tell you what I know of my time in this industry of how things have been handled in the past. Normally, the boys can handle this. And I'm not trying to be repetitive. I'm just telling, I'm just exhausting the options. 
Normally, the boys can handle us. But from what's going on in AEW sounds very unique. I don't remember uh, times when guys went into business for themselves on live TV and... Uh, and don't please don't talk to me about the pipe bomb. The pipe bomb was a work. If you don't believe it, Brian Gewirtz was on this show two works weeks ago and let everybody know that the pipe bomb promo is a work. So that's not somebody going into business for themselves. I don't rem- I don't remember. Maybe Tommy does. Tommy has a much better memory than me of guys going into business for themselves where it's created so much backstage animosity. Or guys saying things so disrespectful about their fellow workers or management that it's created such animosity. It seems like the perception to me as of this morning is there's a a lot of negative stuff going on there right now that has to be taken care of like immediately, Dave. Like I hopefully it's being addressed as we speak right now. I would hope because that it is. You, you can't allow this negative perception to keep going. Now, Dave, uh, you know what I would love to see happen on Wednesday, right? <laughs> I'd love to see CM Punk standing in the ring with Hangman Page, with the Elite, with Kenny Omega, and all of a sudden they all start beating the shit out of one another, <laughs> and somehow miraculously it turns into this great storyline where they're blurring the lines, and we all get so immersed in it, and we could have fun with it. Then that's great. Other than that, you, you gotta you gotta do something. Yeah, I, I, you gotta I, do I, something. Listen, it went public. This is like. You know, I don't like talking about all this behind-the-scenes crap. I'd rather just talk about the wrestling. You know that, Bully. But this was played out in front of the public, in front of the media. Like, you know, you can't... Like, this is like holding a press conference and then just going into business for yourself. I mean, that's what happened here. Now, Bully, if you came on the air right now and you said on the air, you know what, Dave? I don't like you. You know what? We don't get along. You know what? I don't respect you at all. And I got to be honest with you, Dave, you know what? I don't really care for Paul or Gabby. Either. I don't think they can manage, you know, Joe Blow's podcast in his basement, much less a serious XM radio show. Like, if you came on the air and said that, like, either one of two things are going to happen. Either A, you're going to get fired. Or two, there's going to have to be a big discussion between you and I after that show. It can't just be ignored because you just said to all our fans listening to this show that the people who work on this show ain't worth shit. And my my retort to you, kind of similar to what a Tony Khan could say, is like, hey, man. We've been around now for just three years and we're doing million dollar gates. We're selling out arenas and we're drawing over a million eyes to our product each and every Wednesday night. If you think we're not doing things right and you think the EVPs that I appointed aren't doing their job, then you really don't understand this situation. Let me say something else. You're a big star. I love you. You know what? I grew up watching you. I wanted you a part of this company. We had a pretty strong fan base and foundation before you came here too. So I, I think those things need to be said. Listen, I, I respect and I love CM Punk. 
And one of the things that people love about CM Punk is he does speak his mind. And I think that's I think that's the allure of a CM Punk. But there's a time and a place, and that time and place wasn't Sunday night. Tony Khan winning or being awarded a Booker of the Year award means absolutely nothing. Right now, Tony Khan can become the boss of the year if he handles this situation, squashes it, and turns this negative into a positive. This is a, uh, this is a, a huge opportunity for Tony to stake his flag in the stand saying, this is my company. You're going to do things my way. I like all you guys. I hired you because I liked you as people, but I knew you had value. But damn it, I'm the boss. Stop making our company look bad with all this petty shit. It ends now. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.